Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Maine healthcare workers' case heads to the U.S. Supreme Court. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, Liberty Council has filed a petition with the U.S. Supreme Court asking the high court to review the case against Governor Janet Mills and the various agencies and some of the medical providers and the employers with regards to the unlawful and, frankly, abusive shot mandate. Governor Mills and her department agents issued a mandate that said all of the healthcare workers needed to get the COVID shot by a certain date in 2021, and there would be no religious exemptions or accommodations permitted if an employer even granted one religious accommodation. That employer would be subject to fines and loss of their business licenses. And so consequently, these individuals were terminated and many of them didn't even get unemployment benefits because they terminated them in a way where they did not say that they were terminated. They just said you couldn't go back to work. They would not use the word fired or terminated in any written communication. And then when these individuals applied for unemployment benefits, the employers took the position that they were insubordinate and consequently they also defeated their unemployment benefits. It's absolutely unbelievable, Holly, how these healthcare heroes were treated. And so we are now at the U.S. Supreme Court. We filed our petition. The employers that we filed against will have to file their response, and we'll know later on this fall whether the high court takes this important case. But the real issue is a legal one, and that is when you have a federal law known as Title VII that says that employers cannot discriminate on the basis of religion in the workplace— can a state then tell the employers that they must ignore that law and, frankly, discriminate on the basis of religion in the workplace? And but, the answer, I think, is clearly no, and that's the issue before the high court. Yeah, and Janet Mills all along has acted like she's above the law. I mean, we encountered her earlier in the church case when we sued her, when she had locked down the churches and she was doing the same kind of tyrannical actions against the churches, she continually acts like she's above the law, but she is not. And that's what we are asking the high court to clarify to her. Yeah. In fact, uh, we actually won three to zero at the Court of Appeals with regards to going against the state of Maine. And so now we're in discovery. But then the Court of Appeals, same panel, ruled three to zero against us with regards to the employers. Mm-hmm. They took the position that the employers had no choice but to deny the religious exemptions because the state told them that if they granted an accommodation, they would lose their license and they would be fined, despite what the federal law says. And that cannot be the law. That cannot be that the federal law commands you to do one thing and gives a right to someone at the federal level, and the state then takes that right away and punishes you for recognizing that federal right granted by some federal law or the federal constitution. But you know, her actions continually show that she is not for the people. She is not about protecting her state. Because all with all along with these shot mandates, even before that, 
Maine had an increasing shortage of healthcare workers. That means that people were suffering, were not getting the healthcare they needed because they didn't have enough healthcare professionals. For example, in April 2022, Maine had the third largest nursing shortage in the nation, and 38% of nursing homes and long-term facilities were reporting nursing shortages that year. That's more than an 18% increase from 2020 when the pandemic began. You see, this is like she's cutting her own arms off by doing this. Yeah, so you go back to the pre-2020, back in 2020-19, for mm -hmm. example, uh, in that time frame, they already had a healthcare shortage of nurses and other healthcare workers, but particularly nurses, they had a serious problem. Now what they did was compound that by issuing this mandate in the fall of 2021. So now when right. this study comes out in 2022, April of that year, it shows already on top of the shortage that they had going into the pandemic, before the pandemic actually began, the 18% uh, percent additional shortage on mm -hmm. top of that already. So now when you look at just nursing homes, almost 40% of the nursing homes are um, understaffed. They have about a 40% less um, nurses population than they need. Right, and they're looking at, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, approximately 195,400 openings are projected for registered nurses in 2021 to 2020 to 2021 to 2031. And granted, Maine is the most rural state in the nation, so it's not like people are flocking in there. Well, and the other thing that people don't realize, and frankly, I did not, is that you think of Florida having an older population. Mm -hmm. But Maine has a population that's older than Florida. Right. According to their percentage of a to total population, that's right. the number of adults represent 22% of its total population. Yeah, 22%. So obviously there's more people in Florida than there are in Maine. But in terms of percentage-wise, percentage, Maine has a higher population of people uh, 65 or older uh, and you don't normally think of that. So it has an aging mm -hmm. population and it has a rural population. And so it's not it like has a, a, nursing a big destination for people to move. Oh, I'm going to move to Maine, you know. So Especially in some of the rural areas right. where there's not a lot of schools or opportunities, work or hospitals. And she had already, I guess, offered some great packages to people to come move there. And then they ended up getting fired because they didn't want to do the COVID shot. So it's like she she's not got the state at her best, you know, in no. her best interest. <laughs> and in fact, um, Maine General Health recently sent out a text message to its employees that it unceremoniously fired, and these employees also were prevented from getting unemployment benefits because of their underhandedness. Uh, and so the text message says, as you know, nearly two years ago, Maine General had to comply with a state mandate for COVID-19 vaccination. We lost a number of great employees as a result, including you. On 8-3-23, the state eliminated the mandate for COVID-19 vaccinations for health care workers. Based on this change, Maine General has eliminated the COVID-19 vaccination as an employment condition. You were once a proud member of the Maine General team. Would you consider rejoining us? We would be pleased to discuss options for you. You know what they ought I to call do? That a punch in the gut. How about giving them a, an apology? How right. about paying them for the two years of back pay right. that these people lost? Because not only did they lose those jobs, 
that they were working, but they couldn't go anywhere else. Right. They couldn't go anywhere else into the healthcare field. So it's not like you could just go across town, move to a different city, go to another employer in the healthcare industry because they were all following the mandate of Governor Mills. Right. So these people were frozen out of their profession, frozen out of what they were skilled to do. And some of these, like one of our clients, uh, the lead name in our case, Alicia Lowe, uh, she's now working construction jobs. Mm-hmm. She was 20 years as the head OR nurse in the hospital, and now she's working construction. So some of these people that got this, they're not real happy with their employers. They're certainly not happy with Governor Mills. Rightly and so. And they're not jumping at the. Uh, they're not jumping up and down saying that they're wanting to go back to work. They have been abused and, frankly used by these employers that's an insult i mean to even send that out it's just that's a blatant insult so we have given the uh, other side uh, this petition and they have to respond to it it's at the u.s supreme court now and then we'll find out what the high court does in the future but this is a great case for the high court Mm -hmm. to take you would think that it's a no-brainer that When there's a federal law that gives you a right, that becomes the floor, not the ceiling. The state can give you more rights, but what the state can't do is take away the rights that are granted by some federal statute, like Title VII, or the Constitution. They can't take away a right that's granted. They can give more rights to a person, so they can give you more free speech, for example, than even the First Amendment, more religious freedom than the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act or the First Amendment, but they can't take away your mm-hmm. rights that are granted. That just makes common sense. Yeah, that's but the a good First point. Circuit, unfortunately, went the wrong way. That's a good point. But you know, this is a hopeful sign. Justice Neil Gorsuch, about two years ago, noted the plight of these healthcare workers in Maine and said this case presents an important constitutional question, a serious error, and an irreparable injury. While many other states have adopted religious exemptions, Maine has chartered a different course. These healthcare workers who have served on the front line of a pandemic for the last 18 months are now being fired and their practices shuttered, all for adhering to their constitutionally protected religious beliefs. Their plight is worthy of our attention. Indeed it is. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org. That's lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.